0: everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Boardwalk Hardwood Floors Blues booth. Boardwalk Hardwood Floors has quaint floors for every home with locations in West County, South County, St. Charles County and our new location in Mid-County and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com Matthew you our outstanding producer, is efforting Darren Pang. To this point, Panger hasn't answered. They may be in Boston coming off of just an amazing party last night, all the broadcasters. So it's possible that he's sleeping in.
2: What do you think? A delicious meal in the North End?
0: No doubt about it. And then just memories like we're experiencing of the Blues winning the Stanley Cup in Boston three years ago.
2: Yeah, do you think that they get back to that city and as soon as they start walking around and take a, you know, a big whiff of the air, they're like, smells like a championship here?
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. The Blues, the players that are remaining, certainly the coaching staff, which is the same, but the broadcasters who were all around for longer than any of the players that are here now mm-hmm. were. Yeah, they, that's Glorious. And especially because Uh, Curbs. Glorious. Oh, there we go. Yeah. (laughs) Think about this. Curbs allowed John Kelly to do the second period of all the games in the finals because JK wasn't on tv anymore so all of those people had the opportunity to experience professionally and personally the blues winning a championship
2: i forgot about that that was so special that jk got to call a portion of the stanley cup so cool
0: yeah and we go now to the brown and crouppen celebrity line and joining us as he does every tuesday is blues analyst on valley sports midwest jaron pang panger good morning how you doing
3: yeah randy michelle i'm doing fine getting set here in boston and uh getting ready to roll here against the, uh, against the Bruins. So looking forward to the game tonight.
0: We were wondering if all the broadcasters got together for a uh, celebratory memorable party because of the fact that the blues did win the Stanley cup in Boston three years ago.
3: You know, we did happen to go out and find a couple of well, some of the oldest pubs in, uh, in Boston last night. And uh, we didn't play uh, Gloria at any of them, but um, I remember there was a little pub called Beantown Pub. that's right around the, right around the corner from our hotel. And, uh, we're we're talking about this last night. We we'd, we'd go in there and then uh, somebody would go in and pl- get on the jukebox, put a couple of coins in there, and then bang—the fourth or fifth song was Gloria. The guy, the manager, would come over and he'd be so mad and he'd unplug the thing. And yeah, so you know, we didn't we didn't do that. But you know what? It does. Uh, obviously, you come back here and uh, and, and you, yeah. I mean, we're, we went to the same restaurants. We last night a bunch of us went to an Italian restaurant because because uh, Joe Vitale knows everybody here. He played at Northeastern and and uh and so we had a table of about 12 last night and then we all went into a little pub afterwards so it was uh, you know what i forever will have a lot of camaraderie uh, as broadcasters our, our group that's away from the, the actual team the traveling group and uh it will always be a lot of fun we'll be 80 years old and coming back here and and having a lot of fun because of the championship
2: Pinger, were you on the flight back after game seven the infamous flight I was.
3: okay yeah, i was you know what that's and that's a you know that's a really uh, memorable time uh, michelle i there's a lot of things that are really special about everything, but you know, being being able to be on that plane, you know, having the team, having having Doug Armstrong and everybody say, "Hey, everything's going to be normal. We're going to do this as normal as we've always done. We're not changing anything up." And so the same group was on that plane, and that that was just a remarkable, quat, like, time of, of quaintness. I think that's the right word. I mean, it's just, it's a plane. You can't go anywhere. <laughs> the Stanley Cup's sitting right in the middle. Every single time you turn around, the Consmite Trophy's right there. You know, everybody's just so happy and relieved and tired. So, uh, yeah, that was a great moment, too.
2: I always said that if I could have a documentary on something, I want a documentary of that plane ride, because anybody that you talk to has some sort of unbelievable story about mm. this plane going through the sky and everybody being deliriously happy, celebrating, drinking beers, and as you said, the trophies are sitting around. So can you give me some, a snapshot, if you will, when you think back to that plane ride, something that you remember?
3: Well, yeah, I, I, I remember being prepared for the – for the game, I had a, I had a uh, like a plastic bag that I knew I could put my suit in, um, <laughs> fall, following the the locker room celebration. So, I mean, we're all doused with uh, with beer and with champagne, and and you know it, it's stinky. So I said I'm going to bring some good comfortable clothes. So I brought a Stanley Cup final uh, quarter zip, and I brought some Lululemons, and I I changed. I get on that bus. Everybody else is stinking like you read about, it, and I'm <laughs> I'm feeling really good about myself and. Uh, then we get on the, on the plane and, and Joe Vitale my seatmate. We've, we've, you know, before that, obviously Chaser and I were together before Chaser stepped down. And so Joey and I are sitting there and I I turn around and Joey's sound asleep. Like, I mean, sound asleep. <laughs> so we got Oscar Sundquist and all his buddies coming up and, and they're posing with the Stanley cup and he's, and he's out like a light, like, He's uh he's not used to drinking champagne and beer I think at the same time so um, anyway so that was but that was a great moment but you know we took pictures with you know the consmite trophy we had Larry Robinson Al McGinnis and uh, and Ryan O'Reilly all you know all three are you know trophy winners we got you know just watching these guys smiles on their faces different generations of champions. uh, just yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I can picture it in my head. Let me just tell you that I'm probably not doing a great job of of saying it, but I can I can picture the whole ride in my head and it was, a, it was a great ride.
0: No, it's it's great memories. Hey, Panger, I've been asking people because big Walt over the course of the last few years, when I've asked him, what can Robert Thomas be when he reaches his Zenith? He said he's going to be Patrice Bergeron. And tonight the blues will see Bergeron who's been one of my favorite players. You know, those guys, you have them too. I'd love to have that guy on the blues and Bergeron's mm-hmm. always been one of those guys. I'm, I want to ask you, how close is Robert Thomas to reaching that level is, is Robert Thomas going to be a guy that can win Selkie trophies. We know about his playmaking ability, but do you think that he can reach that level based on what you've seen?
3: Well, you know, that's, that's, it's hard to replicate what, what Bergeron or what a Ryan O'Reilly does. Um, You've got a, you've got a a hockey sense about you. That's uh, that's both on the offensive side of it. And somehow you can rethink it on the defensive side of it. So Um, but how close will he get to being that type of player? You know, I would say probably in, you know, three or four years, um, people are going to start recognizing that when he comes back to his own zone, he's coming up with pucks. That's what Bergeron does. That's what Ryan O'Reilly does. Uh, That's what Anshay Kopitar does. Uh, You know, they don't get beat in their own zone, and now they've got the puck, now they go the other way. And I think he's going to be a different offensive element even than Bergeron because of his skating. Um, his skating for me is better his uh his ability to stop on a dime change directions and and get away from any any kind of defenders is for me is better so that's going to be the unique part can he get to the point where he's as as good and as relentless defensively that that's the part that that in time i believe that he will not quite there yet but in time he will and the more chief uh, gives him responsibility to go up against the other team's best players which worse we're seeing that now. So it usually takes two or three or four years for the, the writers to figure it out. That oh my goodness, this guy's a really good defensive player. Um, so that when that happens, and they and they see that chief con- continuously puts him out against Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews and all the best centermen, that then then they'll know, and then he'll get that reputation.
0: And Penger, it seems to me that. He was a different player, P- Thomas, before the injury. He missed most of December. Since he came back, since the Winter Classic, it mm-hmm. seems like that's when he's really found his two hundred
3: foot game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, let's face it: the the entire team has taken off. I mean, you know, you know. The I, I think once they figured out that the schedule was eighty two games <laughs> and they got past the halfway point, I, I seriously, these players, Randy and Michelle, they were like, "We have how many more games left?" You know, I, it was a number of players that came up and said, "This is this is exhausting because." You know they've gone through the breaks. The schedule was was broken up, and then you know you end up playing a 56 game schedule last year, and now you look around and it's in March you're playing 17 or 18 games in the month of March. It's never been done before. So, but uh, luckily the Blues are the one team in the league that look fresh. Uh, they look like they're I mean they look like they're ready to roll. There are a lot of good teams out there that right now are on fumes, and and that's a scary position to be in. The Blues are not that team, and that's what's really exciting about where we're at right now.
0: Sounds like you think they can win the Stanley Cup. That was the first question of our day. Can the Blues win the Stanley Cup? Darren Pang, thinks.
3: Why, <laughs> why not? Why not? Why not the Blues? They've got the pedigree. They've got the guys that have been there before. They, I think they've figured out now how they have to play, wh- whereas if you asked me that a month ago, I, I would have said no. Um, but, but now I've, I totally believe that this team um, has the foundation and has the, uh, the mindset together as a team where they've checked their egos at the door and they're they're ready to roll as a team. So yeah, why not? I, I absolutely think that way.
0: Panger will be tuned in tonight. Blues and Bruins on Bally Sports Midwest. As always, we appreciate the time. Have a great day in Boston.
3: You got it. See you
0: guys. Thank Thanks. See you later. That's our friend Darren Pang on 101 ESPN. Hi,
1: this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at bidonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at bidonline as well. And don't forget, bidonline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bidonline, where the game starts.